You see, our quest for excellence starts with an attitude that sees opportunity in any situation. If, if we approach our job as something we have to do, and we try to do only what is expected from us, then we're living in mediocrity, not excellence. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. You know, every now and then, we need to be reminded that as Christians, we should always strive to live in excellence. I'm bringing this up today because, as usual, whenever I speak to you, It's probably what God has been dealing with me about all week. And I believe that even though it's our human nature to take so many good things for granted, we just can't afford to take our salvation and our relationship with Christ for granted. I mean, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. We need to demonstrate that in every area of our life. And we need to be enthusiastic about it. Really, enthusiasm comes from the Greek, uh, I'm sorry, the Greek word entheos, which means inspired by God. So we should be inspired by God toward excellence. The great writer Mark Twain's favorite character was Tom Sawyer. And there was this one story where Tom Sawyer was just a boy and was told to go outside and paint the fence. Well, he didn't like it, but he decided that he would make the best of the situation. So he started painting the fence with all this enthusiasm and acting like he was enjoying it so much. And when his friends came up, he started telling them how much fun he was having painting the fence. Finally, he was so convincing how much fun it was, it wasn't long before Tom was sitting back watching all his friends paint his fence. You see, our quest for excellence starts with an attitude that sees opportunity in any situation. If, if we approach our job as something we have to do, and we try to do only what is expected from us, then we're living in mediocrity, not excellence. Excellence is getting to work early and finding ways to do the job better and going the extra mile with your duties. Some of you will say something like, well, hey, man, they they don't pay me enough to do that. Well, let me tell you something. They never will with an attitude like that. We need to be like Daniel of old. The word says he was distinguished above presidents because... An excellent spirit was in him. An excellent spirit. You see, God expects excellence from us. He expects it. The Word says to work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord and not from men that we will receive our inheritance. 
So the way we talk, the way we take care of things, the way we are when none of our Christian friends are around, and all these things, we should strive for excellence. And the reason we should is because we serve a great and excellent God who is exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think of. And as Christians, we're called to show his character in everything we do. Listen, God's not expecting us to be perfect. Living in excellence is not striving for perfection. It's just about honoring God with your whole life. A lot of us like to pick and choose which areas we want to live excellent in and which to be mediocre. But a true desire for excellence is a desire to be pleasing to God in everything that we do. When we live our lives committed to excellence, being consistent, having integrity, being generous, we're making a statement to the world that we are living for something greater, bigger, better than anything the world could ever offer. And by God's grace, we can show them by living in excellence that Christ is our motivation for everything. Where is your faith today? Do you have a mountain that needs moving in your life? Coming up, you just need a little faith to see big miracles in your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400-lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. There were two buddies, Chris and John. They were two of the biggest baseball fans in America. Their entire adult life, they never tired of discussing baseball history and statistics together. They even agreed that whoever died first would try to come back and tell the other if there was baseball in heaven. One summer night, Chris passed away in his sleep after watching the Ranger victory earlier in the evening, which in itself was a surprise. (laughs) Well, Chris died happy. A few nights later, his buddy John awoke to the sound of Chris's voice from beyond. Chris, is that you, John asked? It's me, Chris replied. This is unbelievable, John exclaimed. "So, So tell me, is there baseball in heaven? Well, I have some good news and some bad news for you. Which do you want to hear first? Let's hear the good news. Well, the good news is, yes, 
there is baseball in heaven, John. Oh, man, that's great. So what could possibly be the bad news? You're pitching tomorrow night. Okay. All right, I want, to, I want to encourage some people this morning by telling you that you can have more faith. And did you know that to have faith, sometimes you have to go against your natural instincts to what seems normal and what seems logical. If you remember the story when Jesus asked the disciples to take a boat ride with him to the other side of the lake. And as soon as they started, the Lord went back and took a nap. And while he was sleeping, a big storm came up and the disciples had to wake him up. They said, Master, we're going to drown out here. And the Lord got up and he probably yawned. And the word says he rebuked the storm. And immediately the wind stopped and the water became calm. And then he said, where is your faith? Well, years ago, I witnessed an amazing thing while watching a high school basketball game. The game was very close. There was one second left and a player got fouled. His team was two points behind, so he was awarded two free throws. He made the first one. So the next one would would tie the game if he made it. Everybody held their breath while he shot the ball. Well, the ball hit the front of the rim and then rolled around the rim a few times and then miraculously came to rest on the flat part of the rim and just sat there. Well, everyone was in shock. The referees were completely stumped. They didn't know what to do. Finally, after about 15 minutes, they decided to get to take the ball down and give the the kid another shot. And he was so messed up by that time over the, all the events, that he missed it badly and they lost the game. Now, if you don't know anything about basketball, you wouldn't find that story all that interesting. So what? The ball stopped on the back of the rim. But if you ever played basketball, you would know what a once-in-a-lifetime thing that event was. Because you know you could stand right under the basket for a year shooting the basketball, and and you couldn't make it do that, let alone expect it to do it at a crucial point of a basketball game. Well, you see, several of the disciples out on the boat with Jesus that day were fishermen, and they knew the sea, and they knew what a life-threatening storm was. So when it hit, they immediately reacted from their experience in that situation, and they feared for their lives because of their knowledge of the sea. And when this happened, the disciples had already witnessed many miracles. And here they were traveling with what they already knew was was God walking around in a man's body. And yet it never occurred to them to believe that the Lord would not let anything happen to them. We, We have several other accounts of how the Lord got aggravated with the disciples when they got distracted and reverted back to their their natural instincts. 
Once a man brought his demon-possessed son to Jesus and told him that he had already taken his son to the disciples, but they couldn't heal him. And when Jesus heard this, he, he railed on the disciples, telling them that they were unbelievers and that he just didn't know how long he could put up with them. He had the boy come and he healed him right away. And when the, when the disciples asked the Lord, why could we not heal the boy? He said, because you have so little faith. And, and, then, and, and then he said what, what we all know is very familiar. He said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move. And it'll move from here to there. And nothing will be impossible for you. You know, sometimes we're just as guilty as the disciples were. We let our own experience and our own expertise blind us from the creative ways God wants to work in our lives. See, because I played basketball, I, I would never have believed that a basketball would come to rest on a goal during a basketball game. And the disciples couldn't have faith in the middle of the night, in the middle of a storm, because they were still thinking like fishermen. If we're going to trust in God, we have to let God be God. And to do that means we have to put aside all we know about how we think things should work, especially when we're in a storm. The word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, we have to realize that the Lord knows what he's doing. Did it ever occur to you that the same person who calmed the wind and the sea with a single word was probably the same person who started the storm in the first place? Just to teach the disciples to have a little faith. Where is your faith today? Do you have a mountain that needs moving in your life? You just need a little faith to see big miracles in your life. Just a little faith. And then get out of the way and let God be God. God's grace is amazing. Stay right where you are and hear how God's amazing grace can bring you peace in the middle of a storm. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. 
We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. I got to tell you, I have to talk about the grace of God today. I, I don't understand it, but I have to talk about it. How many of you are thankful for the grace of God in your life today? How many times have you heard this statement there, but for the grace of God, go I. So you finished it for me. Have you ever said that? I have. I have said that. It's one of those standard Christian type sayings that's just embedded in us. Sometimes we say that when we observe someone who's less fortunate than us, don't we? And I know in my case, and I suspect in many of yours too, that we use that phrase sometimes without grasping the full gravity and truth behind the statement, there, but for the grace of God, go I. It's kind of like when you're driving on the freeway and something happens where you almost have a, have a car wreck, but uh, your heart races for a few seconds, but you're so relieved. Five minutes later, you're just driving down the freeway, listening to the radio, you've already forgot about it. You're not even thinking about it anymore. It's often pointed out that the greatest things in life are free. There are things that we take for granted. The air we breathe, the eyes that we see with, the sun that provides us light and warmth. All the things that we feel we can't live without, we rarely give a second thought to. So the fact that we don't make a big deal about the grace of God all the time, that's probably fairly normal. But I got to tell you, for those of us who are saved, we need to remember that the grace of God is the biggest deal ever. Webster must have been a pretty smart guy. He defines grace like this. Unmerited divine assistance. It's something God gives you that you don't deserve and you can't earn. I like the way the apostle Paul says it in Ephesians. He says, because of his great love, God who is rich in mercy made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. You see, without the grace of God, we never had a chance. But through Christ, he's made it available to everybody. It's a miraculous gift. And in the one for which we need the most, and that we should be the most thankful. I know in my own life, I've had my share of prosperity and family blessings. And I've also seen some failure and uncertainty and a few family crises. And it always seemed like in my worst times, no amount of my own effort could ever impact my problems for the better. In fact, the harder I tried, the worse they became. But I learned that through these tough times, when my faith is tested, when I come to grips with the reality that I can change little that matters on my own, when I don't even feel spiritually strong enough to do anything, that's when he who is rich in mercy comes and he gives me this unmerited divine assistance. The grace of God becomes real and personal 
And it brings peace in the middle of my stormy life. And my problems just get smaller because he gets bigger. And we make it through our trial, knowing without a doubt, but for the grace of God, it wouldn't happen. Like I said, I can't explain it. There's an old saying about grace. It goes like this. Your worst days are never so bad that you are beyond the reach of God's grace. And your best days are never so good that you are beyond the need of God's grace. The most enduring song of our Christian faith was written in 1772 by a man named John Newton. Every generation since has embraced the words of that song that penetrate the heart of every soul who receives this marvelous gift of grace from God. Historians say that this song is still performed more than 10 million times a year. And I can only pray that our young people will realize the significance of this song and always keep it alive. Amazing grace. You can say it with me. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. Now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. But for the grace of God. This morning, as we continue to worship the Lord and receive his word, I want you to know his grace is reaching out to you. And it's enough. And it's amazing. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com 
or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's embracegrace.com or call 817-755-8484.